Lawson tells me not to make any jokes in front of his older sister, but there are 18 inches that show us why we have to call him Mr. Oh, the biggest little schlong outside of Reno, tripping on his dick in the casino. All he needs is lips on a Filipino. So viva Mike's penis! Viva Mike's penis! Viva! Viva! Um, okay, Joey, what about you? What's up? Um, how was your weekend? Well, you know my mom, right? I don't, I, don't, I don't think you can say you know my dad that well, but you know my mom. No, I met your dad a couple yeah. times, but I know your mom, yeah. And my parents are like, I wouldn't say very religious people, but they go to church every Sunday. And when I was a kid, they cursed a lot. But once they became super religious, like, they don't really curse that much. So it's okay. unusual to hear them cursing. So yeah, I'm hanging out with my mom and dad the other day. And uh, the phone rings. And mom goes, uh, oh, let me get that. And she goes, hello? You must think I'm some idiot. <laughs> I am not falling for this. Okay. I love the story already. <laughs> fuck you. No. Oh, fuck no. Fuck you. Fuck oh, you. Oh, my God. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck <laughs> you. And then, like, hangs up the phone. And oh, I'm, like, my God. What is going on? What just happened? She goes, it was some man and he called and he said, hi, I'm calling from Windows and your computer's broken. We need your password. And so I told him, I, you must think I'm some idiot. This is Betty Batanz and I don't <laughs> fall for these things, right? And, <laughs> and, 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 and then he started saying, fuck you. And so I said, fuck you back to him. He could tell me what? Yeah. So then the phone rings again. My dad's like, oh, let me handle this. I'm going yeah. to handle this now. Right? Uh-huh. He goes, he has, he, he puts the phone. And then he's like smiling, which is really creepy. He goes, uh-huh. your mama does that. Oh, to tell me more what your mama does. Shut up, you motherfucker. What? Motherfucker. Shut up, motherfucker. Right? And then like hang, and then like hang up the phone to him and she's like, what are we going to do? They're going to keep calling. Go, go upstairs and un- unplug the phone. Right? And my mom, my mom runs upstairs. And I just hear like things being thrown around and then like she goes, I unplugged the phone. They're not going to call us. Right. Okay. Uh huh. And then, uh, a few minutes later, and then she's, we're, they're talking over. They can't stop talking about it. Right. But now right. here's the problem. Oh no, she's calling, she's using her cell phone. She's calling people about this now. Right. <laughs> he goes, okay. I think we can plug the phone back in now. So they plug the phone back in and it doesn't work. Okay. It stops working. It's not working anymore because they use Time Warner. 
Okay, so they're using the phone through the cable. Yeah. And my mom's like, the phone's not working. Oh, my God. They hacked into our phone, and they stopped our phone from working. Oh, no. Okay, then we got to call the police about this. You better call the police. I go, stop, stop, mm-hmm. stop. For It's called Time Warner. So they call Time Warner, and Time Warner, of course, my mom's like, hello, Time Warner. Okay, well, I was sitting here talking to my son. Oh, let me tell you what she was talking to me about, by the way, when she called. <laughs> you know my mom watches Game of Thrones? Uh-huh. Do you watch this Game of Thrones? No. Oh. I don't. I've tried. I just can't get into it. <sighs> well, this joke's going to make more sense to you. Just laugh yeah. as if it makes sense to you. Okay. She's like, because she doesn't know the names of anybody on the show. So she's like, um, the midget and the guy who has sex with his sister and mm-hmm. uh, the guy, you know, like um, uh, the boy who talks to dragons. And, you know, she has, that's how she identifies everybody. Okay. Right. And she goes, what's the name of the, you know, the sister who has sex with her brother? What is the name of their son? The the really 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 awful one. And I go, "Oh, Joffrey?" Yeah, you're him. What? Yeah, she's calling me. She's saying how I'm she's trying she's making this big comparison how I'm Joffrey. I know uh-huh. that makes no sense to you, yeah. but people who listen to Game of Thrones will they think that's hilarious, right? Okay. That's what happened so she was like, "So, hello Time Warner. Okay, I was sitting here talking to my son and we were talking about Game of Thrones, and I was telling him about how he's like Joffrey, the king." And then the phone rang, and she she starts she goes through the whole story, and then but of course oh no but when she tells them the story it's like and yeah. I, I gave him a piece of my mind you know I'll tell you that, and then my husband got on the phone and was just like excuse me who is this who is this you know so they're like so they have to do this, like well we're gonna try to reboot the system and it's, oh my god and it's not working like we're gonna have to send a, a guy out there but luckily we actually have an appointment today in like three hours or four hours. And my mom's like, oh, um, hmm. Okay. Anyway, point is, guy comes out here and she's, she tells him the whole story. And he's like, fuck you. <laughs> fuck you. She tells him the whole, he's, he just walks in the door. She's like, we were sitting down talking about Game of Thrones. And then she tells him that he's that poor guy. He's just like, oh, this is why when they say nine to 11, it's because people like my mom. Right. <laughs> for an hour are telling them stories. Okay. Because then the uh-huh. guy goes, okay, well, let me check it out. And he goes to where the phone went to me. He goes like, he comes back and he goes, um, yeah, someone ripped the phone cord like out of the wall. <sighs> and so like I had to like redo your whole phone. That's why the, but, but my parents were, by the way, for hours telling people they've hacked into our system. They've hacked in. Yeah. The terrorists, the terrorists <laughs> hacked in to our system. Oh, by the way, they turned into terrorists, by the way. Did you know that? That, cause you, they want to make sure your mom yeah, my can't mom, my, no, call my somebody. somebody. She goes, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if it's ISIS because, you know, they don't like Christians. Stop. No, no. Yeah, Mike. No, yes. She was telling my, uh, yeah, she was telling her cousin this. Stop. Yeah, you know, no, Mike. She was saying <laughs> ISIS doesn't like Christians. And I think they must, we must be on some Christian list. And they called us because, I don't know, just it seems really funny that immediately after the phone stops working, it, I mean, they, I, after my husband hangs up on them, you know, the phone stops working. She ignores the part where she ripped the phone <laughs> out of the wall. I No, it's ISIS. Uh, ISIS uh, so is the one that is the culprit. Please tell me there's a conclusion to the story. Like, do you guys know who was prank calling you? No, I don't think it was a prank call. I think it was legit. I think my mom was right. I think it was a that guy. That it was legit. ISIS? No, 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 that was ISIS, but it was. it probably was. I mean, Mike. I'm from Windows. We need your password. Yeah, but like, 
How, here's the deal. What does like, your here, computer here's, here's password? You're because you're a legitimate person, like a real person who knows how to function in the world. Yeah. Whenever I have to use my mom and dad's computer. Yeah. It is full of like pop-up ads <laughs> and every piece of – like if they buy like a camera, they'll put the DVD in and put the – program, and it's just like the, the startup. It takes forever to start up because all these programs start up, like different camera. By the yeah. way, they must have about 42 photo editing software things, right? Yeah. And it's so like they, if someone – my mom – I tell my mom, don't click on links that people send you. Don't. Right. Okay, Joey. Okay. Right? Yeah. You'll be with her and she'll be like, ah. <laughs> and I'm like, what? She's like, oh, your uncle sent me this link, you know, like 42 funniest um, I Love Lucy moments or something. And yeah. you're like, why are you cl- – don't <laughs> click on that. By the way, this uncle has sent them viruses numerous times. I just don't see how somebody would call you and say, give me your computer password and they would be – that seems like a very elaborate scam. No, but I think they do it. To, Mike, who who is the one that emails people and says like I'm a prince in, in in the in the Middle East or something and I need money? Yeah, but then that's wire me money, and I'll wire Mike, you. I don't I don't know that. anything about. I, I mean, she. I will say my mom said it immediately after the phone call before he even called back. I mean, I don't think she had this time to come up with this elaborate lie. Yeah. So that seems really weird. <laughs> What's going on in L.A.? Any news stories? Well, I still have another story. Oh. What'd you do for Memorial Day? Um, hung out with Philip. I went to this, uh, I met up with my parents and my cousin Richard at this, um, Memorial Day event in East LA. Right? Which. You did last year too, yeah? Yeah, 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 yeah. Nothing really of note to mention here, but. I, I decided that since I'm downtown right now, to get there completely by subway. Okay. Okay. Oh my god, it took forever. Ugh. So I finally get there. And afterwards, Richard was like, Richard said, you know what? I'll just drive you back to that apartment. And I go, okay. My parents were like, no. You know, we want to take you to lunch and let's do that. Right? And I'm like, oh, okay, Richard. Um, my parents are going to take me to lunch and take me back to the apartment. Okay. And he's like, oh, okay. Then I get in the car and they're like, my dad's like, we're just going to drop you off. At the apartment, because I want to beat Memorial Day traffic. By the way, it was 11.30 in the morning in L.A. <laughs> the, the traffic's not coming from L.A. to where my parents live, you know? So I'm like, what? I'm like, okay, whatever, right? But then I guess my mom must have told him something, and she goes, Joey, we're going to take you to lunch. Okay, where do you want to go? We'll take you anywhere you want to go downtown. And I go, look, because I know them, right? You tell me where you guys want to eat lunch, okay? <laughs> this is going to be a problem. Just tell me. I don't, yeah. I don't care. Whatever you want to eat, we can yeah. we can eat wherever you want to eat, right? You know this area better than us. You know the area better than us. Yeah, you know the area. Just, you know, whatever you get, wherever you go, Yeah, I, we're going to go there. I'm like, oh, God, I, I was telling my brother this story, and he goes, it's a trap. Yep. It's a fucking trap. And I go, TGI I Fridays. Just pick TGI Fridays or yeah. Applebee's. They don't have something. those in downtown. They don't have those in downtown. So I go, you know what? I go, I would have. Yeah, I totally would have Denny's or something, right? So yeah. I go, listen, 
let's go to Grand Central Market. And I'm thinking, I've won. I've beat them, right? Because Grand Central Market, as we learned last week, has, has everything. Everything, Mike. You have your egg slut, the egg sandwiches. There's a deli. They serve pastrami and corned beef sandwiches, the best you'll get in this country, right? Mm-hmm. There's mm-hmm. several Mexican food stalls. There's a, a great Thai street food place. There's like donuts. There's ice cream. There's Bel Campo meats, as we learned about. That's Mike. Everything, Chinese takeout, everything is there, right? Mm-hmm. And the best version of it, okay? I, we get there. My dad's already freaking out because it's super crowded. I, it is really busy because it's Memorial Day, I think. It's packed. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. This is like the place where they go on TV, those marketplaces when the food guys go on TV. I don't like it. I want to get out of here, right? And mom's like <laughs> – which, by the way, when I'm watching those on TV when they're like in a street market, I'm like, I want to go there. My dad sees that and goes, I do not want to be there. Yeah. Right? So he grabs like a little like bistro table outside of Grand Central Market. That makes him feel better. And my mom was – so I'm in I'm walking down Grand Central and she goes, I'm going to go ask your father what he wants, okay? And she goes and she asks him and she comes back and she goes, okay, you know what? We want the same thing. A cold roast beef sandwich with french fries. And then I realize, I think about it, I go, there's not one place in this Grand Central Market that serves a roast beef sandwich with french fries. <sighs> and I'm like, uh, she goes, that's what we want. We decided that's what we want. We want a roast beef sandwich and french fries. And I was like, oh my God, they fucking stumped Grand Central Market. How the you fuck You know where you can get that? that? Arby's. I know. <laughs> Do you remember Conroy's? Conroy's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what Mike's talking about is years ago, I went to this, um, like, I just needed, like, I was going to a birthday party. I was at the mall already, and I went to this high-end flower shop just to get, like, a shitty basket of flowers or something, right? And everything was, like, $200. So I talked to the flower guy, and I go, like, I want to get some flowers. You go, what were you looking to spend in here? I go, like, I don't know, 25 bucks, 30 bucks. He goes, maybe you should try Conroy's. Like a dick like that. You did it better than I did. Oh, if you don't asshole. know Conroy's, it's like a shitty flower market that's on the corner of places in LA and Orange County. Yeah. So, so what I do now, they realize there is actually a world, the, the, in one of the claimed inventors of the French dip sandwich, Coles, and it's really good, is too far to walk for my parents, but close. Okay. So I call a lift. I tell my parents, I go say, look, we're leaving this place. I called a lift. It's going to be here in under a minute. We're going to take it. What is this lift? Yeah, Joey, we don't know what that is. Some random person's going to pick us up. And I go, yes, don't worry. About it. I'm already getting like, don't worry about it. Okay. Don't worry about it. I'm going to throw you from a fucking train. I swear to Christ. Okay. Mike, I don't know. The God had a fucking sense of humor on Memorial Day. The person picking us up in the lift is essentially Betty Batance driving a car. Oh, so shit. now. The you lift, have two of them. Yeah. Betty Lift, Betty Batant's Lift, goes on the wrong side of the street on this busy downtown LA street and just stops the car. Oh, and she's waving to us, yeah. right? I'm like, ugh. My parents are already hating downtown. They're hating this lift thing. So I go, we got to cross the street. So then we have to walk to the stop sign light, cross the crosswalk, walk over to her. In the meanwhile, as we're getting close to her, the traffic opens up and she flips a U-turn and goes to the other side. No. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, my parents, what is going on? What is this lady doing? Right? Yeah. So then. Oh, Joey. Always has, makes us do these complicated things. Why couldn't we just go to a Mexican restaurant? Right? By the way, they never told me anything. It was like, wherever you want to go. 
Yeah. So now we have to cross the street again, and then we get in the car, right? And we're clearly very frustrated. And she goes, okay, where to? I'm like, we're going to Kohl's. Oh, I know where that is. I like that place. That place is good. Even though the last time, this, by the way, it's not my mom. It sounds like my mom, but she's essentially yeah. my mom. She goes, the driver. She goes, last time I went, I went with my son, but we didn't end up eating there. And I go, oh, uh, what Why? happened? She goes, he started a fight with me. He likes to pick on me and criticize me. And so we just got in a fight and we just left without eating. And my mom was like, oh. I understand. <laughs> I understand. We, we, trust me, I can totally. And they were like bonding over what a <laughs> shitty person I am on the whole drive to Coles. Well, at least I was imagining her saying like somebody got, I don't know, a finger in their sandwich or something. And you got, meanwhile, you guys are headed there to eat. Um, but Joey, while I'm away, and I'm going to whisper a little bit because this is, has to do with my house. Okay. Um, is the I, Christmas tree still up, by the way? Yeah, of course. It'll be here till my birthday. Easily. Okay. You can remind me of that question in future episodes. All right. Um, but while I'm away, I know that the owners of my house were hosting a Christmas dinner here. Okay. Okay. Small, sure. small group of one of their families, like less than 10 people. Okay. In yeah. fact, I saw photos on Facebook Christmas Day, so I know exactly who was here. Group photo. Exactly who was there. Yeah. Colonel Mustard. Yep. Uh, Professor. Miss Scarlet. Is it Professor, Professor Plum? Plum? Yeah. Miss White. Yeah. So when I get home, my roommate, Alex, I'm in, I'm like yeah. rolling my luggage in. That's like, I just got rolling home. Rolling it in. Mm-hmm. And my roommate says, Alex, he goes, hope you don't mind. I put my sister up in your bed Christmas day. How does that make you feel? Like just off the black, off the bat. I hope you don't mind. I did that. It would bother me, but I realize it shouldn't bother me. So my initial reaction, I'm like, no problem. I move on. What's good about mm-hmm. fighting at it? Like at that point, no, but take let me it back. This, let, let me ask you this question. Let's say he texted you. Good point. Yeah. In, in Phoenix. Hey, listen, um, my, my sister's going to need a place to stay tonight. Do you mind if she sleeps in your bed? That's a great point because in my head, um, I got a little bit upset. And then I started thinking like, if he had just asked permission, I would have been – this would have been a 100% different. I would have said yes. I would have had a problem with it and been upset, but that would have been all on me. But right mm-hmm. now I'm like upset and uncomfortable and it's on him. Mm-hmm. I should tell you too, on the Facebook picture I saw the dinner, remember? It wasn't just his sister. It was his sister and her boyfriend. Two, so two people slept mm-hmm. in my bed, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, when I got to my room, Joey, like – this is my space. I didn't expect to have anyone even come into the room, let alone sleep in it. Well, you it. know that they, they slept in your bed and then like in the morning, like analyzed your shit. Yeah, of course they did. And Joey, my underwear drawer is wide open. Well, my bed. People just love your underwear. I know. My bedside drawer is open and there's food in there. That's Joe. what would bother me. That You know what? If, I'm going to go another version of where it'd be different. If he, if I would have been there, let's say I were you, right? And I was still there. I'm, I'm packing to go to Phoenix or something, right? Yeah. And he says, Hey, listen, uh, I'm, my sister's going to be in town. Would you mind if she slept in your room? I would be totally okay with it. Cause then it'd give me the chance to hide the lube. Yep. H- yeah, hide. Exactly. Uh, 
And hide my condoms. In my head, if he had... Hide te- my dead twinks. <laughs> if he had texted me, I could have said, like, hey, will you just, like, go in and make sure, like, the lube is... What I, you know what I mean? Like, maybe I would have felt more comfortable doing that. But yeah. my medicine cat, like, all, everything that could possibly be embarrassing is open and visible. Maybe I need to start closing things, but I don't know. I pay a good amount of rent to not have to close things. Okay. Yeah. So I'm starting to get more and more pissed. And I, oh, I should also point out, I returned from Phoenix. This was late Sunday night. And I had to work early Monday. And I'm at work, I'm in the middle of this, like, pretty big, campaign so i'm pulling Mm -hmm. long days this is part of the reason we haven't recorded because i'm uh, just long days really busy when i'm not pulling a long day i'm like hanging out with steve you know what i mean so is long day one of your uh, vietnamese boys so i don't have time to wash my sheets so like i don't know like maybe if i had been able to prepare this if i had like some sort of plan Mm -hmm. and i knew i was coming home to dirty sheets i could have like thought of you know what i mean like i had no yeah. I, I had to sleep on these same sheets for almost five days until i had time to clean to wash them mm-hmm. but then joey i was text messaging with my other roommate mario who was also yeah. out of town for christmas and mm-hmm. during the text message he's like hey i know this is weird but do you think someone could have slept in my bed over christmas so oh. i told him what i what i was told but it mm-hmm. turns out somebody also slept in his bed that but they didn't tell him no, nobody told him. He only knew because he had um, like piles of clean laundry on his bed that were moved to the floor. Oh. Is that weird? I was thinking of saying something like, hey, I'm not mad, but it just would make me more comfortable if next time. You t- I don't know. Hey, I'm not mad, but you do realize I'm a sociopath and I will murder you in your sleep. Not murder. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. You'll, you know what? You're kind of like a mild sociopath. So you'll like put like poison not poison uh, I'm not, like, something like like throw like lemon juice on them after they shave like something that's like <laughs> yeah yeah i would you're right yeah or um a laxative in their like coffee or something yeah something that like uh the kid from home alone would have done <laughs> that's exactly who i am yeah yeah uh but what's funny is i even um had the same conversation about text if i would feel different if it there had been a text beforehand and i felt and i said that i would for sure i don't know for some reason it's the fact that i was never asked that really irks what would you do well i've i've had something similar like this happened to me in college when i lived with hector and he would have i would be gone or something i would come back and i i would have it where i'd come back and there'd be like these like two colombian chicks in my bed yeah, like, some weird way. Here? I do feel like college is different. Like, remember my first apartment with Carly and Cindy and all of them. Like yes. that kind of bullshit happens all the would happen all the time. Like I would be sleeping and somebody would walk in and like hang out. I don't know for some reason that's a little bit different. I hated it then too. Yeah. Um, Joe, what's up with you? Any stories you want to tell me from? Today? Today? Yeah. Something happened today. Oh. So um, my car needed an oil change and a tune-up and all this stuff. And so there's a mechanic by my parents' house. He, the mechanic actually lives on my parents' street. So they totally trust him, and he is really good to us. Okay? 
Yeah. So whenever my car needs work, I always take it to him because I trust him. Okay. So um, it, I knew he was going to have it for a while. So I told my mom, can you follow me to the mechanic? And then uh, we will uh, go to the mechanic and um, and then come home. And she's like, great. And she goes, do you want to go to lunch? And I go, yeah, I'll take you to lunch. We're doing this, you know. Mm-hmm. But then she goes, I already ate, but I'll go with you. We went to this Chinese place. It was so delicious. This Chinese place was so good, right? It was like yeah. it was basically like Chinese. All I saw was Chinese soup, mm-hmm. okay. But it's very spicy, and I've been having stomach problems too. The whole time I'm trying to eat my food, my mom's like, mm, "I don't really know if you should be eating that." And I was like, "I'm, I'm fine." Mm. <laughs> okay, I mean you can go ahead and eat it, but I think it's gonna make you sick. It, yeah. By the way, it has not made me sick. So that's what I'm eating. Literally, the whole time my mom's staring at me, telling me how I shouldn't eat everything I'm eating. So we go, we drop off the car. Oh, so recently my parents got uh, purchased artificial grass for their lawn. And they spent okay. a lot of time researching it, and they actually spent a lot of money because their big fear that it was going to look really bad. Yeah. Right? And I have to give them credit. People do stop and ask them, your lawn looks so good. Where did you get it done? Okay, like even the post lady came and knocked on the door and was like, I we're thinking of doing this. What can you tell me? And my mom went and told her, right? But a couple of weeks after that they started they got the grass, one day we came home and like a big chunk of the grass, the edge, was just torn up. Like someone pulled it out. Okay. And mom's like, Can you believe someone did that? Can you believe that? I bet you it's that man up the street. He, I know he's very jealous of how good the grass is because his looks horrible. And so then my dad's like, "Oh yeah, you know, uh, do, do, do something up. What we're gonna do? We're gonna get um, uh, security cameras, and we're going to put put on the lawn, and we're gonna find out who did it, right?" Yeah. Of course, they never do it, right? right then right. a few weeks later, so nothing happens for a few. Oh, so then the company that put it in, they come and they. Fix it. They're like, yeah, oh, you know what? Well, this one's on us, you know? And we, yeah. they put in like, we'll put in extra long spikes so the person would have to work really hard to take it out, right? Yeah. Then a few weeks later, it's pulled up again. Same spot? Same spot. Uh-uh. And mom's like, oh, this is awful. I don't know who's doing this. Why would they do this to us? Why would they do this to us? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to get that camera, right? So then today, when we're coming back from the... From the um, <laughs> mechanic, uh, right? We dropped off, We just dropped off the car. I see a bunch of kids <gasps> tugging at the grass. Oh. And I go, look, look. And then she goes, oh, go pull up to them, pull up to them. And then they, they pull and they pull the whole thing out. You see them do it, right? Yeah. And um, my mom goes, my mom goes, Listen, I saw you do that. I saw what you guys did. I see you. I see you. Don't do that. I saw you. And they're like, we didn't do anything. And they run away. Uh-huh. And she goes like, follow them, Joey. Follow them. Turn the car around and follow them. I want to see where they live. And I was like, first of all, you you need to calm down. Okay? Yeah. First, they're children. I'm not going to go hunt down children. Right. Do it. Do it. Do it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so then I, I go, let me handle this. So I'm not going to get into the, the way the streets around my parents' house work, but I know how it works really well. So they make a left, but I go straight because I know if I go straight, it'll come around and 
block them off from where they're going, right? That's mm-hmm. not my intention, by the way. So I go in my car and I and my mom's like, what are you doing? Why are you going this way? Go after them and follow them. I want to see where they live. They go, listen, if you follow them, they're not going to go home. Right. Okay. So don't. Just trust me. I don't know what you're doing. First of all, so then I go, just trust me. Then she gets on her phone, calls 911. <gasps> 911, I paid a lot of money for my lawn and these kids. There's like three of them. I caught them. They've done it two times before. She's given the whole story. They just transfer her to the local police department. Okay. Sure. So she's talking to the little police department now. And what I've done is I've now very discreetly parked the car. Now I'm in in surveillance mode. Sure. Okay? Because I know they're going to be coming down that street. And sure enough, here come the kids. And there's a – if you keep going straight where they're going, there's apartments and the Latino one. There's a Latino boy, a white boy, and, a, and an African-American kid. Okay? Mm-hmm. And a Chinese kid in a wheelchair. <laughs> yes. And uh, America Ferrara was just there hanging out. So then – um, the little Tina boy's like, bye to them. And then he just goes to his house in the apartments. Then they come up the street, right? And I'm Still like, carrying oh. the grass? No, they don't have, they're not carrying the grass. They just pull, all they do is just pull it up. Like just oh. to take it out of the, yeah, they're not, they don't have grass in their hands. So now they're coming up the street towards the car, but they don't pay attention. They're not expecting a car to be sitting there staring at them, right? I'm like, oh yeah, we're going to see where they live. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Oh yes. Okay. Betty, with the police, jumps out of the car. Hey, you! I'm on the phone with the police. Where do you live? And then like, ah! And then just run away. And I'm like, scatter. Yeah. And I go, get in the car. Get. What are you doing? You just ruined it. What's wrong with you? So then they get in the car, and I now speed around the other way. Right. I know where they have to go now. So then again, now I now now I I speed around the other way. I park the car again. I don't know how these kids don't recognize. I if I were them, I'd be like, I'm gonna be on the lookout for a, a a gray car. Right. Yeah. So now we parked the car again, and now it's just the African-American kid, okay? he Now the white kid's gotten home somehow, right? And now he's looking back and looking back and looking back. He's super scared, okay? And so now I'm just like in full stalker pedophile surveillance mode, right? Yeah. Betty, now he's walking by the car, still doesn't see us, which I find really shocking, she now gets super, she's like, oh, I see what you're doing. But now she, she thinks she's like a detective and she gets like super like obvious, you know? Mm-hmm. So now she's super conspicuous, if you will. Yeah. Reading a uh, newspaper, but looking up over yeah, it. Exactly, yeah, exactly. Exactly. She pulls, like, she pulls the, she, <laughs> in front of him, right, right, right by, she puts the sun visor down and puts her phone up and he's like, oh, he totally sees us, right? Yeah. And so then he runs down his street. Uh-huh. She goes, turn the car around. And so I turn the car around and now we go down the street. There's no one there, but there are some Mexican gardeners, uh, working on the street. And she goes, I'm some way turn my mom talks to him. She goes, do you see where a boy with a red shirt went? And he goes, yeah, he went to that house. And she goes, mm. and then she like writes down the address and we go home. So then she calls the police mm-hmm. and the police come and they take a report. She goes, look, I don't. I don't want you to um, – they're good kids. I can tell they're just good kids. They're just being mischievous. And I know what they did is a felony. <laughs> uh-huh. 
I don't want to ruin their lives. Just do me a favor. I don't want to press charges and, and ruin their life forever. Just scare them. Okay. And he's like, okay, ma'am. And I'm like, oh, yes. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, man, you've been in prison 45 years. What you in for? <laughs> when I was 13. I was walking by this old lady's house and I pulled on her artificial turf. Man, <laughs> what do you're you think tough. they wanted for? What the hell do they want fake grass for? No, no, they weren't pulling up to steal it. They're just it's it's essentially almost like almost like if you're pulling up someone's toupee. It's essentially nailed into the ground. And yeah. what they were doing was just pulling it up so it came out of the ground. But why? Because it's they're so 13 weird. and stupid. Yeah, it's so weird. So the cop came back and he said he put the fear of God into them. And my mom's like, good, I'm glad. And she goes, then later on, she was like, I think I'm going to call the police department because I want to know if he spoke to the parents because I think the parents should really bring them over here and have them personally apologize to me. Oh, God. And I was like, just leave it alone, okay? Leave Please, it alone, just yeah. Leave it alone. Leave it alone. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So she was, she was, she, oh, and she's been telling everyone who would listen. Everybody in this neighborhood now has heard this story. Of course. And I've heard it a thousand times. Our parents are the same person. You know that, right? Like, I, yeah. I, if I were in this situation, I already know how she would react. So, yeah. Yeah, my mom, my, my, it was funny. The, the cops got here within like 20 minutes and she was on the phone between that time. She was like, I don't know. I called the police. They're still not here. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, listen, someone tugging on your uh, artificial grass isn't a, 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 a dragnet. It's not going to be called. Right. It's not like – my mom would have had Homeland Security involved. Yeah. Stop traffic. There would be a checkpoint to make sure yeah. none of those kids were in the back of the car. Yeah. But, then, of course, now I'm involved. Yeah. And and do you know? I I think if he were smart, and I'm sure he did, he ran home and was like, "Mom, some creepy car was following me, and I think there's a kidnapper." My mom was like, "I hope he calls the police." Speaking of my story, ten minutes ago. Well, I'll, you know, I'll get to the hospital in a second. Actually, I'll come back to the hospital. But I hung out with friend of the show Lori Roggenkamp, right? She and I were going to get together and just hang out, be friends. And she works nearby where I live, and she calls me and she says, listen, before we hang out, is there a Target by you? And I say, sure is. She goes, uh, let's go to Target first, and then we'll hang out. And I go, that's fine. Uh, I love, you know, Lori Roggenkamp is a lesbian. She doesn't mind my saying this. And uh, I love that she was going to Target to buy a bow tie and a man's shirt. And uh, I love this Lori Roggenkamp. I almost wanted to do a podcast with her because remember she was in the first episode of um, my old podcast, Wait, Wait, Group Therapy. Mm-hmm. And the stories she has are so good. She has such good stories. Like, for instance, even this story is good. She lives with her aunt and the aunt knows that Lori's lesbian, I think, but doesn't – just doesn't want it in her face or something weird like that. You know how that is, right? So Lori's been wanting to buy a suit, but she's been buying it in little pieces. <laughs> so, so that the aunt isn't suspicious uh-huh. about why she has a man suit. Uh-huh. So for some reason, Lori Roggenkamp was under the impression she could get a bow tie at Target. I've never seen that, but she did find the man's shirt. So I say, when I, at Target, I go, listen, I got to get something too. And this is where the doctor comes in. I had just seen the doctor that day. I had this, like, it just always looked like my arms, my forearms were sunburned. So I was like, what's going on with that? So I go to the, the doctor and he goes, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
Give scabies. It a, close. He goes, it's a, it's a fungus. Yeah. You have a fungus on your arm. And I go, oh, how do I, how do I, uh, how do I cure that? And he goes, here's how you do it. Whenever you have large, this is a tips for anybody out there. When you have large areas of fungus like that, it's not just your feet or something. Selsin Blue, the shampoo. Dangerous shampoo. Yeah. The Selsin Blue, specifically Selsin Blue for whatever medicine it has in it. And you just slather that all over your arms for like two weeks, once a day. And then right and before rub, you get in the shower. Rub it in like lotion? Yeah. Oh. Rub it in like lotion. Let it sit there for like 10 minutes and then take your shower as usual. And in two weeks, it'll be cured and gone, right? So you're not walking around with no, that No, 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 no. Yeah. Just right before I take a shower. So I need to get some – Because it would be embarrassing to just walk around with, with that blue stuff. arms. I know. People would think I was uh, turning into a blueberry or something. So anyway um, – only my arms, by the way. So I tell Lori Ronkham, listen, I, I got to buy some Selsin Blue. So I go to this Target. And we're there because we're going to go back to my place and hang out and be friends and do all that. And uh, – and then she goes, I go, which one of these Selsin Blue should I buy? And they have, Mike, they have one that is like comically large, like Costco size Selsin Blue. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it's like $7 or something like that, right? Okay. So, so, you know what? I'm just going to buy the biggest one. It's like gigantic. Like I've bought it in the past and it's expensive. I thought it was more than that. Well, I bought the Target brand. Uh, I didn't go with the brand name Selsin Blue. But gotcha. I bought the Target brand. And it's gigantic. It was like so gigantic. And I go, I'm just going to buy this Target brand giant one. Like, yeah, because the same price of the little one is the Target brand for gigantic. Mm-hmm. So she goes, okay, do your thing. And here in LA, I'm sure it's the, and I know in the Bay, it's the same thing. You have to pay extra for a bag. Yeah, usually a dime. Yeah. And, and it, and I will say it encourages me not to use a bag more often. Oh, and it encouraged me because I was like, I'm just driving back to my house. I have one item. I have one item. I'm not going to buy a bag. Right? Yeah. What's the worst that could happen? Yeah, what's the worst that could happen? So I, uh, <laughs> I, I just don't buy a bag, right? And then she goes, Oh, do you want to go get something to eat after this? I go, Yeah. So we go to this burger place that's close by. And as we're eating, a friend of the show, Patrick Keene, texts me and he's like, Listen, uh, I'm at the improv. And uh, you should cruise by. And that's that's really close by. And Lori Roggenkamp's a comedian. I'm a comedian. And uh, uh, this is a, a whole story for another day. Patrick Keene's encouraging me to to reconsider a uh, former boyfriend of the show, Rick Schmortzman. And, uh, and there's a whole other – that's a whole other story that I don't even want to get into on the air, right? Okay. So he's all like, yeah, I think he's going to be here too. Right? I'm like, oh, okay. So I asked Rock and Cam over eating. I go, do you want to go to the improv? And she goes, yeah, let's go to the improv after this. So we finish eating. We drive to the improv. We're in front of the improv. And she goes, you know what? <laughs> do you mind if I just go home? I'm just really tired. I had a long day. And uh, I just, I'm really tired. And I go, no problem. No, no problem. But now I'm like, Lawson. <laughs> I have <laughs> industrial size. It's industrial size, not even brand name. Dandruff shampoo. Target, not even just shampoo. Yeah, yeah, not even shampoo. Target brand Selsin Blue, <laughs> right? With no bag. Yeah, you walk in and they think you're like doing a, a prop routine. Yeah, they, I, I, like, I, oh, I, Joe's into props now. It's so big, I have to carry it like a puppet or like a baby. 
right? So now here I am at the improv. Everyone's walking around with a beer in their hand. I'm cradling. <laughs> I'm cradling a gigantic bottle of Selsun, like gigantic, Mike, of Selsun yeah. Blue. And everyone's like, no one brings that, but they're like clearly looking at why am I carrying a bottle of Selsun Blue in my arms? Do you think they were like afraid to ask because they thought you were maybe close to cracking or something? <laughs> I don't know. Well, you know what's so funny is you know who was there that night and I didn't talk to her, but it was Maria Bamford. She probably would have totally related. She goes, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> but uh, I didn't talk to her. She probably was like, oh, yeah, well, I've seen that before. Right. So actually, I only stayed for 10 minutes. I left before Mick Schmachnay showed up. And uh, I took a lift home. And then actually some other friends uh, – oh, uh, former friend – oh, no, he actually listens now. Friend of the show, Young Master Shane oh. uh, was in town. And so uh, people were getting together at a karaoke place. So I dropped off the Selsun Blue and went over and hung out with them for the rest <laughs> of the night and had a, a really good time hanging out with them. Mike Lawson. And hello to everybody listening. My name is Mike. That's Joe. I live in the San Francisco Bay Area. Joe lives in LA. We have been friends for over one decade. And each week we call one another and we catch up. And you just heard a brand new theme song. Brand new. I, Mike, remember I told you it took months to write. I mean, it took me so long to write those lyrics. They're like, you should win a, win a Grammy for that. I know. What made you? What's the inspiration between the fourth law? Because it was like la 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 la. Like why the fourth law? You know, I've heard Stephen Sondheim talk about this, but sometimes you have to. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Sometimes you have to. You know, sometimes you need a law that rhymes. You need to hit in the in the law and the law. You know, like just like yeah. la 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 la. You know, so it took me but a long it, time. I was like up all night, and it was like uh, <laughs> at the end of the movie Amadeus. I don't think I've ever seen Amadeus, but oh, I believe good. that it was probably you're so like mm. I'm Amadeus, Sound- and you're so Gary. Um. So everybody listening, that was. What you just heard as our theme song was actually the rough cut of what we got. That was the rough draft, and we thought it yeah. would be funny to just throw it on there. Um, and we're going to debut the new theme song in just a little bit. But do you have what, anything what? to say about it before we play it, Joey? La, you know what la, I think la, is, la, you know, I, I talked to uh, Rich, Hot Rich, over at Flat 29, and uh, I asked him about... Uh, 
you know, recording alternate lyrics and how that would work. And I'm thinking in the next batch of alternate lyrics, I guess it, 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 the problem isn't the way the lyrics work. Your name doesn't fit into the melody very well. Because <laughs> I would love to give you a big bulk of the song and write horrible things about you. Yeah. Um, the way it works, your, your, your name doesn't work. So I've got to find a way to do that. And then I want to, I want to write a set of alternate lyrics that are just all about like you and like what a terrible person you are and how like you leave people, you abandon people at plays or you freak out on people who leave notes in your car. Uh, I'm sure diabetes will be thrown in there. And, um, yeah. Well, for those of you that don't know too, when I was writing the lyrics, I uh, did a very casual, uh, survey of, of ask, asking people to say horrible things about, you know what's funny, Mike, is I asked several people and no one ever asked why. <laughs> one of them was in a group text. You were like, uh, let's just start saying horrible things about Mike and Joe and I'm brainstorming. I need a list. Yeah. And the f- mutual friend of ours, who's Joey L. Boohecker. Yeah. He, he was like, uh, here's my list, and without like, pause, yeah. without pause, he was like, "Here's 15 things I hate about both of you fuckers." Yeah, and he never asked why. <laughs> he never said, "Why are you doing this?" or "Why do you want to know this?" or he just he just rattled off the list. Uh, yeah, I don't know, fat, loser, uh, not funny, ugly. Like, and I was just like, uh, "Okay, well, be careful what you ask for, Joey." Yeah. Right. But, uh, so should we play the new theme song now? Yeah, I do want to say, I mean, I also, uh, when we get an updated version in a little bit, one piece of feedback we're going to give him is I would like the lyrics to be a little bit louder. So this is the version we have now. Uh, but hopefully that'll be kind of worked out before you guys hear it at the beginning of the next episode. But yeah, why don't we play it for everybody? All right, here we go, everyone. The world premiere of our new theme song. Boys and girls, let's start the show. Let's catch up with Mike and Joe. Mike's in Oakland, Joe's in L.A. They're boring and they're gay. Joe's hands, a teen of slob. Fat and lazy with no job. Magic tricks and taco trucks. That's how he spends his day. That's how he spends his day. Don't incur Mike Lawson's wrath. He is a violent psychopath. He'll dump your headless corpse in the For those of you at home, basically we just paused for a second so that we could insert the audio, and then Joe just came back with this huge laugh at his his own lyrics. This is Joe. This is going to do it for this year's edition of the Best of Catching Up. Uh, I think this might become an annual tradition. We do the best. We you know we only got through half, about half of the entire run of the show, and this was that was just Drew Brooks's take on the best of. Uh, so look for this next year. 
and maybe we'll do it again. It'll be a recurring thing. Maybe we'll have themes. Maybe we'll have packages. But anyway, very, very special thanks to listener Drew Brooks uh, for uh, putting together this whole entire season. Also, very special thanks to Sophie, who came in with that mini-episode interlude. Uh, thanks, guys. We couldn't do it without you. We'll see you next year. <laughs> <laughs>